Welcome to this week's episode of Latchkey Movies, the podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision. Today, we are going to talk about the 1981 movie, Fox and the Hound. It's a Disney movie. I should have said that. My name is Sarah. I am the mom of a seven-year-old boy. And I am Briar Harvey. I am the mom of an adult and a 10 and a four-year-old who will probably be right around the fringe of 11 and 5 when this episode comes out. I'm going to have to actually look at the calendar next week and do the actual math. Jesus. We both got COVID in January, February, oh, and it's thrown off our entire schedule. So who knows when Y'all, this movie is January no was idea. a complete write-off. I'm willing to let it go. This is February is second January, and we're just going to do it all over again. Yeah, yeah, we're it's we're sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, so immediately with this movie, I thought this movie was a lot older than 1981. I thought for sure this was like a 70s movie. Well, because it has the touch of the nine old men, and I wrote it down, mm-hmm. but this is actually Wolfgang Reitherman's last film, and this was the last one with any direct involvement of the nine. In fact, there was direct involvement of the nine to begin with, and then the new guys came in, and there was some drama, drama. We'll get into it. But, <laughs> but it feels older because it's the last holdout. From like classic From classic Disney. Disney. Mm-hmm. It was actually purchased in 1967. So. They'd been talking about this one in the halls for a while, mm-hmm. like in because it's based on a right. Book. It's based on a book. I wonder, what kind of, is it like a picture book? Is it like a young adult book? I did not what dive into the book too much, but it's uh, it's got to be like a young adult or something. I don't know. There are, as with all Disney movies, it says it's a novel adaptations. So. There were, I'm sure, some changes. Pages. So how original it is, is right. a hell of a question, frankly. Well, their names are the same. That may, it's Disney. That may be <laughs> all that's the same. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. So budget of $12 million dollars. Box office, $63.5 million. I guess we kind of call that a commercial success. It was 1981. Pictures were a little smaller then. But I don't think... for By Disney standards, even of the earlier classic series, I would not actually consider this one a success. It got a sequel. It got some part-time... I think. The sequel for this movie. (laughs) Why does this movie have a sequel? There should not be a sequel for this movie. No. Should not. So it looks like the book is completely different. Shocker. Um, Notably in the book, uh, just based on what Wikipedia is telling me the plot is, um, Copper is the older dog and chief is the younger dog okay and copper is jealous of chief so 
just so they ch- so so not even wow. the names are accurate. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. Oh my God. Seventy uh, percent Rotten Tomatoes score. So not bad. About middling to average for a low-ranking Disney film, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think what most people think about when they think of this movie is just (laughs) how gut-wrenchingly sad it is. Right! Like, (laughs) I mean, so here's the thing. Mom dies in the first 30 seconds of the film. I think that's a mm-hmm. record, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's terrible. And I mean, so like, you know, coming at it from like having seen it and having known what everybody's reaction is to this movie is, the movie opens depressingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a gross, gray day and like. How many Disney movies open with, like, just, like, constant scenes of wilderness, but it's, like, a yucky day wilderness? That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. And if I had to guess, again, so many of the problems with this film are probably due to the fact that it was the inherent inner power struggle of the nine and the young guys, Don Bluth animated a significant portion of this film and did not even want to be credited for it. Hmm. He animated the scenes, I guess, of Widow Tweed milking her cow while with young Todd. He animated, um, Widow Tweed firing at the automobile. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't want his name on it, and we've obviously talked a lot about Blue's leaving of Disney, but the fact that he didn't want his name attached. Well, this is the movie that he left mm-hmm. over. The fact that he didn't want his name attached to it, like, no, you can have it. This is not worth my time anymore. And so they had to finish it without, it looks like, 13 of their animators mm-hmm. that left with Bluth? Bluth? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So then they pushed the release from Christmas 1980 to summer 1981. That was when they started hiring all of the new staff, and that includes guys like Tim Burton and um, Chris Buck, all of those guys to come in and finish up. This movie had approximately 3,600,000 drawings, 110,000 painted cells, and over a thousand painted backgrounds. It should have been a masterpiece. It was not. Do you think this movie would have been well regarded if it had, like, more well regarded for 
plot if it had come out in like the 70s instead of the 80s? So I have to say, I had major plot complaints mm-hmm. in terms of the messaging. Mm-hmm. The lack of consequences for the hunter yeah. breaks into the preserve, sets traps, starts a fire, then leaves. And not only are there no consequences, we have Widow Tweed nursing him at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I am... What, 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 what are we learning here? <laughs> yeah. What's, for real, what's the lesson here? Because I didn't catch one. And by the time our generation started watching these movies, that, that mattered. Mm-hmm. I realize we've talked about a lot of the early 80s films and there's a real line I think between when animated films started needing to have some kind of uplifting message for my generation yeah right or moral or moral story something yeah the lesson here is Best friends are forever, which is not great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, Even after you almost kill me, <laughs> best friends are forever. No yeah. boundaries whatsoever. <laughs> oh, it's like the giving tree. I mean,. I think maybe if you're a fox and yeah, you grew up with like, um, <laughs> a dog is your best friend when it gets, you know, when push comes to shove, maybe you should like let that friendship go. <laughs> like, who was it? Um, was it Ruth Bader Ginsburg notoriously good friends with Anthony Scalia mm-hmm. and they were like diametrically opposed, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, but that, yeah. Could you like uh, I don't know Like I don't know That I could do that I I mean I'm trying to remember James Carville And Mary Matlin Right it's like the same thing Yes they're married Yeah isn't um Isn't John um, Oliver's wife Also like notably Republican I don't know I think so. It's, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I can't do I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, someday I may consider a run for politics. And I, I just have a hard time, like, accepting people who are against everything that, like, actually affects me. Well, I know, and I get it. But also, like, my husband and I frequently disagree on matters political. Mm-hmm. He's far more conservative than I. And no one will ever be able to shake me down because I've spent the entirety of my marriage arguing with this man about politics. And so that's, that's, but I don't know. I just feel like Copper and Todd being friends is like 
being a woman married to a man who wants to take away all of your civil rights. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Can we make that relevant? Like, come on, right? Like, uh, yeah, it does have how? that ring of all those Reddit "Am I the asshole?" posts. Yeah, my 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 boyfriend did these things. Like, girl, mm-hmm. run, run. Mm-hmm. My best friend literally wants to like skin me (laughs) he wants to bring me home to his master who can skin me and like have me as a trophy am i the asshole (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus it's fine it's fine (laughs) and i was thinking about it too like there's a certain amount of this that, like, being good friends with Todd made Copper a really good fox hunting dog. Oh, yeah. Right? Because like, he got his scent so yeah. early. He learned and, what like, all of fox smelled. Oh, right. <laughs> Playing was learning how foxes outfox you, right? Exactly. He was, Ugh. oh. So problematic. Yeah. All right, can we talk about the voice actor? Yeah, let's. Because I think it's we have a couple that really we made notes on. Weird that Mickey Rooney is right? the voice of Todd. So this was what? this was. It feels like this was towards the beginning of Disney wanting to hire more notorious named actors, right? No, so I feel like. I may be wrong with Mickey Rooney, but definitely right with Sandy Duncan and Kurt Russell. Those were, like, Disney stable people. So... Right? Because, like, Kurt Russell was a child actor for Disney. He did have to audition for the part, but... Really? He did have to audition for the part. Okay. Sandy Duncan, though, like, when I was looking her up, I'm like, do you remember anything that Sandy Duncan was in? Yeah, she's Peter Pan. There you go. She's She's Peter Peter Pan. Pan. Because otherwise, she's just like... Not like animated No, Peter the Pan. Broadway. Like she is the most famous mm-hmm. live-action Peter Pan. Right. But in terms of remembering her from where I knew her from as a child, like, she was just a fixture of the 80s. Sandy yeah, Duncan was, was everywhere. All of the she time. Was. yep. And also, like, yes, I, I recognized Pan. her voice immediately. Oh, yeah. So... But yeah, she was she was in a lot of Disney stuff. Like she was in the Cat from Outer Space mm-hmm. and like all that kind of oddball Disney stuff, you know. Voice actor. Was she an Olympian? Was that why she was famous? <laughs> like where did she come See, from? See, that's what I I no, seriously. <laughs> could not figure out. Where did she come from? Did she just end up like in the Disney stuff? Yeah, it looks like it. She's just a performer. She was just the Hogan family, all of those, just. But I tell you, when you Google her, you get more theater results than anything else, which does make me happy for her, right? That, because of her career, that's probably the part she'd like to be remembered by. Yeah, no, I think we all just know Sandy Duncan from being Peter Pan. Right. But, like, why? Because it's like, I didn't, I didn't go and see her on Broadway as Peter Pan. Did what, they do, was it, like, on I TV? I feel like 
there was a live action Peter Pan revival in the late 90s where Sandy Duncan flew across the stage. Yeah. Yeah. But was it like broadcast? But I believe it was televised, yes. I have. Okay, because it would have I, to be. I have memories of this. It had to have been televised because my parents were not exactly. Yeah, of I, the... can, I can. Yeah. I can picture yeah. it. Vividly. Yes. But my parents were not putting, theater goers. Putting the shadow back on. And... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Was it broadcast? Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. What the fuck were the birds eating if they can't catch one fuzzy caterpillar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, Disney always needs that side story, right? Part of the controversy between the old animators and the new animators was that they didn't want to kill Chief. Okay. They wouldn't even... Who wanted to kill him? The new animators or the um, old animators? I believe the new animators did. Wanted, wanted to kill him. It didn't make it in, but this... He dies in the story, he, but is not the same character as well, based on Wikipedia's time. I, I mean, and, and they wanted him to die when he got hit by the train, mm-hmm. because... Well, and it does seem, it does seem like on brand for Don Bluth, doesn't it? We gotta kill yeah. the dog! Yeah, but like it seems like, man, that guy is really holding a grudge for a dog that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, as usual, Don's unwillingness to sugarcoat the world. Right? And yeah. that is probably what caused him to leave. Mm-hmm. Be- Maybe. Because, I mean... He was like, why? 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 <laughs> and why? if you look at Don's movies, that dog yeah, would have died. Dead. Unquestionably. Yeah, he seen his dead body. <laughs> that, that dog would have died. It would not have made it. Yeah, but also Copper probably would have killed Todd eventually, too. <laughs> Based on Don's uh, I mean, previous that's, films. That's I'm accurate. That seems like a fair assessment. <laughs> it would have gotten a whole lot darker. It started It started dark. That, there you go. Now you well, know like, why so... it started dark and gray. Because yeah. Don Bluth animated it if dark and gray. If this had been a fully Don Bluth animated film, what else would have been different? The Widow Todd, or The Widow, what was her name? The uh, Widow Tweed. The Widow Tweed would have been like um, a harlot. She'd had a gun at the very least. Yeah, but no, she wouldn't have been like a, she wouldn't have been like a dowdy old woman. She would have been like a a road hard and (laughs) put down wet kind of (laughs) and they're done that lady, right? Right? Totally yeah. would have. <laughs> Did I say that right? Road hard and put down. like what is it? That's I, I you know I what do. I mean, right? I I I I do not think we need to try and correct. <laughs> she would have misogyny. been a worldly woman past her. There prime. you go. That? The, we'll, we'll accept that. Although, okay, past her prime. Is also one we could okay. take issue with if we wanted. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, she would have been more like 
the who what's the name of the um the orphanage the lady who runs the orphanage and annie oh jesus i don't remember her name she would have been like her wow world weary <laughs> that's what I, i'm just saying if it had been a blues film and there probably would have been the mob in uh, it somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> some some Chuck Schumer would have remember how the one character looked like Chuck Schumer in All Dogs Go to Heaven was it All it Dogs was, Go to Heaven it was what the fucking knows Chuck Schumer would have been yeah, in it I mean it's fine <laughs> I'm really amused with myself today guys it's it's about all there is going for us on this episode with this movie if we're being honest um Oh, you know who I didn't look into? Mm. The lady who voiced Big Mama. That's Pearl Bailey. Who was... Pearl May Bailey started in Broadway 1946. Received a Tony for the all-black production of Hello, Dolly! in 68... So she st- it looks like she started life as, like, a nightclub singer. Yeah. Started in vaudeville, made her way up the ranks, which she's black woman. In the 40s and 50s was not an easy gig. Looks like she did some, like, live stage comedy, too. It's also, like, why... Why did we need musical numbers in this movie? <laughs> so, I guess we're skipping ahead to, were there enough songs for Sarah? No. I didn't think this... Because this, this movie should be. not have had songs. It looks like there were five Five songs. There was one of the spats was also over, I believe, somebody tried to add... A musical sequence after well what's interesting is according to Wikipedia this the soundtrack was recorded between 1977 and 1981 yeah five songs five songs okay so I, that's it like took them an entire year for each song the okay so uh rather men wanted to add a musical sequence with the birds and they sung it and recorded it and storyboarded it and everything and the studio didn't like that one so that would the studio had at that point in time would have been Ron Miller who was Walt's son-in-law okay and after Walt died there were a number of uh, 
and Ron was in charge, CEO and president, there were a number of attempted corporate takeovers. Because, I mean... Okay. It was... It, it was those days where... I mean, we still do them, but not quite like we did them in the days of Wall Street corporate. The eighties were the eighties were a time. They were time <laughs> for for corporate takeover <laughs> for big corporation for like, like real life Gordon Gecko I mean, well, think bullshit. About it this way. Right? What What was Richard Gere's job in Pretty Woman? Right, Moment? corporate takeover, <laughs> literally. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> There were a number of really professional attempts at taking over Disney, because, I mean, I can see why. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that was, in while this movie was being made, that was going on. And then by 84, the board had thrown Mr. Miller overboard in favor of Michael Eisner. So basically what you're saying is this movie really didn't have an opportunity to shine. Uh Um, I would like to tell you a bit about the, um, the sequel. Oh, okay. Go ahead. (laughs) It's an intermediate movie. So it takes, it actually takes place mid story of this movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, when they're still young, when Copper okay. and Todd are still young. Okay, so the plot is Copper is tempted to join a band of singing stray dogs. Because that's not out of left field. <laughs> what? 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 Was that possibly a scene from the book? No, no. From what I, from my brief skimming oh, of the Jesus. plot of the book, it's very like, um, like old yellow. Okay. <laughs> it's not. It's so, not like so. Fantastic. The book might actually does not appear. At, okay, so I can't say I read the book, but I read the Wikipedia plot <laughs> synopsis of the book. Fine. I don't think in the book that Copper and Todd are ever friends. They're always like it seems like adversaries. Mm. And I don't think that they're, like, adversaries who have conversations. I think it's, like, Sh- I, internal I'm, monologue of dog. I'm shocked, Sarah. Shocked that Disney <laughs> took a movie about the internal monologue of dog and turned it into <laughs> the fox and the hound are best friends forever. Yeah. Jesus. So what else I find is interesting is that that sequel was released in 2006. Why did it get a sequel? Who, fifth, what? 16, <laughs> 20 we really years need later. a sequel. To, yeah. Oh, 20. Yeah. Also, I feel like I need to also mention that um, the singing dog characters are a Saluki. Do you know what a Saluki no. looks like? They're very silky haired, long, okay, like, know nosed now. dogs. Okay. But I feel like. Every canine movie has, ever made has a Saluki yeah. in it. Have you ever seen one in no, real life? No, never. No, no. I've only ever seen one in a dog show. show. And in canine right. movies. It's funny. 
And I don't watch like enough dog shows to recognize them by breed names, but now that you've described them to me, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> like, they always look the same in the cartoons, right? right? Like, because they, you know what it is, it ends up being a good um, way to have, like, a very feminized dog. Feminine. I was just about yeah. to say, because I'm thinking of the one in Lady and the Tramp, yep. because she's also, the one who sings, right? Yep, also in Sing 2, there's a Saluki, and this is what she looks like. Oh, this is a really terrible picture, but also a feminized oh, dog. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, like, Saluki is apparently just the way you A make... feminized dog. Yeah. Because they have mm-hmm. bangs. Yeah, <laughs> they have silky hair. They have hair and they have bangs. Great. Oh, okay, what else do we want to talk about here? My cats liked this movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. One or the other of them was in my lap, staring intently at my little tiny screen (laughs) while we were watching this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. probably, I'm assuming the sounds. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine, but... Colors? Um, I will say that Todd is probably one of the most adorable Disney baby animals. Yes, he really, really is super cute has like his little his little kitten belly uh-huh. and I must admit even uh, Copper's squinty eyes, eyes. <laughs> yeah droopy eyes yeah I just not a fan of bloodhounds no but they were really cute in the young version <laughs> um the the animation and the like farm aspects of this remind me a lot of um, Charlotte's Web. Yes, it's like it's like the the world only knew one way to animate a cow. Right, because <laughs> they all look the same. Well, and obviously we have traditional animation styles that have been handed down over time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, animation seems like it's pretty incestuous, where, like, everybody so. ends up working for every company at some point, right? Like, there's just a lot of hip-hopping around, at least at that point. It may now be not so much um, like that, just well, because there are so many you say big that, studios at the moment. Except for, okay, um, Musker and Clements are, who did, we've talked about them a lot, we've done a lot of their movies, Treasure Planet, Moana... Mm-hmm are doing, have left, apparently, because they're doing, um, Metal Men. Metal Men. They're doing Metal Men. I don't know anything about that. So they're DC, which is a shit show in terms of the live action. DC just needs to, like, stop. (sighs) But... Now we've got Robert Pattinson. I, I can't. I, I don't Batman even want to talk about it. I, I don't want to talk about it. But I will say that the um, it was initially proposed back when they were doing live action, and it was supposed to be a live action. And I guess now it's not. And so we're gonna have. Clements and Musker animating a DC cartoon, which may actually be good. I don't know. Okay. 
I don't. But 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 my whole point there was still pretty incestuous. <laughs> yeah, true, right. I was mostly just angry at this movie. It did not make me cry at all. No. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, uh, no. It didn't even make me. It didn't make me emotional. I did not. I just didn't no, like it. No, I was. So, do you remember this one from? <sighs> I just remember. I like. I don't remember watching it, but I remember it. I remember it being a movie. Like I think there were probably McDonald's toys right. <laughs> at some point, like during a re-release, probably. Right, and and that's what actually what I'm thinking about time. it too. Is I remember it being a movie in like the early '90s, so it must mm-hmm. have been when they pulled it out of the vault. Because they used to do that. Because they used to do that, and I remember watching it with my cousins, and I remember being very bored, and that was. <laughs> the extent of my memories of this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It looks like it was re-released in 1988. So that would be like okay. perfect time. 88. Like, so, great. Yeah. And mm-hmm. here we are 34 years later and I was still bored. <laughs> I'm wondering if there were McDonald's toys because I have like this. I have. A, I feel McDonald's like there toy, were like stuffed ones. There, I feel yep, like there, there was merch for this, and because yeah, it was '88, mm-hmm. so you still got stuffed type Beanie Baby type toys at, mm-hmm. at McDonald's. They weren't all hard and plastic and break in a day. Yeah, like so. I remember this. I don't know what it was, how they were released, but I remember these guys, like these guys. Oh, yeah, I remember those guys, too. <laughs> so maybe they come with a movie or something. I, I don't know. know, but there were absolutely stuffies for this one, and the stuffies were adorable. Mm-hmm. So, but... You know what's, like, a I always forget was also another big marketing thing um, for animated movies when we were kids that just isn't anymore? Pizza Hut. Yeah. Pizza Hut was like huge in marketing for like movies when we were kids. So I feel like that has to tie into Book It in some way. No? Yeah. Like, it must. They knew their audience. There was, because we were all going to Pizza Hut once a month for our personal <laughs> pan pizza, because we were indoctrinated <laughs> to force our parents. To take yep. us to Pizza Hut so that we could get our free personal pan pizza while they had to spend, I'm sure, for the 80s, an inordinate amount of money on crappy mm-hmm. pizza. You know, I, you know, I've had this conversation about a million times. Like, when you want Pizza Hut, you don't want pizza. No. You want, you want... Pizza Hut. And when you want pizza, you don't want Pizza Hut. You want Pizza Hut. <laughs> And let's be really real here. For most of us of this generation, when you want Pizza Hut, you probably want that nasty, disgusting deep dish, or you want the nasty, disgusting deep dish personal pan pizza. You want the pan pizza. You want pizza. the pan yeah. pizza. Pan pizza. You don't want New York style no. pizza. You want, you want pan, pan pizza. Pan Do you remember pizza. these from Five Will Goes West? Oh, wow. I do remember those. 
They're cups with also... hats on them, y'all. Yeah. And there was another, um, we didn't, I don't know if we br- talked about it when we did Casper, but they had. I remember um, some Casper merch, too. Puppets. Yeah. And they glowed in yes. the dark. Yes. <laughs> and I think they also had them for um, the Land Before mm-hmm. Time, which, so if they had Land Before Time and Fievel, they weren't working with Disney. They were working with. They were with, working um, with Bluth. Spielberg. And Spielberg, right? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Ah, yeah, remember they had wars. they had puppets for the land before time too. Do you ever listen to Business Wars? No. You would like it. They do uh, reenactments of like old business corporate takedowns and shit. Apple okay. Blackberry was a recent one that was a lot of fun. They also did the mob in Vegas in the 60s. It's it's a fun show to listen to. I'm advertising for other people. It's great. It does look like once upon a time, at some point, Disney did get in with Pizza Hut because they did Beauty and the Beast puppets. (laughs) Why were these puppets like a thing? Do you remember these puppets? Your hand didn't fit in them. Like, they weren't really puppets. No, they you could like... barely fit, like, two fingers in them. <laughs> and as I'm holding it up and making this action, I yeah, feel like I really was being lewd. groomed for something, to be honest. It was very lewd. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why the puppets, y'all. Oh my god. Alright, I'm ready to wrap this one up. Jesus H. Yeah. Christ. I don't, we're probably <laughs> short, but no, we're about. looking at we Reddit are. pictures and like making lewd gestures, so I don't feel we're like... We're talking about Pizza Hut puppets. With ha- they have absolutely no connection to this No movie. connection to this film whatsoever. No. Alright, so give it to me. Out of five... I'll give this one a two and a half. That's generous. What what gets that half star? I don't know. Todd is cute. Okay, that's the half star. <laughs> um, I mean, we rate all things around here in the Harvey household around our willingness to watch it more than once. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this one. I might stab somebody if I had to watch this one a bunch of times. Oh my gosh, could you imagine if this was the movie your kid wanted? Oh, wom- Jesus Christ, I would, ha- I, I do, I think I would stab somebody. And so, <laughs> by those rankings, I think I have to give it a 1.5. And you're right, that 1.5 is Todd being cute as a baby. <laughs> it's, it carried the whole fucking thing. It did. Yep. I'll allow it. I I mean, yeah. Okay. So, next up, y'all, we have Lady and the Tramp. I guess we'll be talking more about feminized dogs. Yeah. (laughs) For me, that one is all about those fucking cats. The Siamese cats. Oh, yes, baby. I yeah. I loved those cats. Loved the I 
that song. Oh, love that song. Love those cats. <laughs> Clearly, I am a cat person, she says over here with the cats. Because not a dog person, cat person. Because you're not, I don't think, supposed to love those cats. But No, they're the, the bad they're, I think they're supposed to be the villains, but I certainly I did so. not ever view those cats as the villains. Yeah, don't they set Lady up? Uh, we'll talk we'll about it. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. You can find us at Latchkey Movies on Facebook and Instagram, latchkeymovies.com. If you would like to call and leave us a message, we would love to hear from you. That is 402-885-4875. And then, all right, We'll see y'all next time. Bye.